humor element, I think, is sort of where this becomes quite interesting. Because like, it, it then sort of, we can really understand it as in terms of content, right? Which is that I think one of the key elements of content is the ability to easily like obfuscate or to like transform, but also as content sort of distributes, like the meanings that are attached to it, the significance that are, is attached to it, like ends up becoming out of, the, out of control of the creator. Like ultimately where it lands is where it becomes influential. And the reason why I bring that up is because one of the interesting aspects that we talk about in relation to content is how something that may in, be intended to be like kind of partly satirical and like sort of partly commentary can end up being taken very, very seriously once it's sort of like, you know, uh, cut, reproduce kind of ending up in like perhaps one element of online culture where perhaps it wasn't intended for. And I wonder whether like, has she ever addressed this in terms of like, both? cause I think the point, one of the points you make about these YouTube videos being cut for TikTok, um, but then the second part being that like, as they are kind of cut and as they are like shortened and edited and everything, um, you know, not only can, I, I feel like decontextualization is one aspect of this, but even if like people, you know, it, it, there is a risk of people kind of like taking what she says at like face value. And I, I just wondered like out of curiosity, like has she ever addressed this? Has she ever said to like people sharing her content, but like, no, this is not what I meant by any of it. Um, you know, this is at, like as a point of clarification, so-and-so, or does she kind of just let it, you know, she just sort of says a bit and like, let it go wild. So I have seen um, a video that she did where she said that she knows that she has become very popular on TikTok and that that was never her intended audience and that the content mm. she makes isn't really meant for TikTok and isn't really meant for very young women who are maybe in their late teens or early 20s and entering relationships for the first time. And in that same video, she also said that people in their early 20s should just have fun and enjoy their lives, fall in love, mm. um, have relationships, date, and that her content is meant for women who have already had those experiences, have mm. seen the flaws in them, and have decided that they want to take action in a different way. And that's where her advice should be targeted. Whether it should be taken seriously or not, I'm not sure. I watch it and think that this is partially meant to be entertainment. And that's the way I would interpret it. But I have seen from going through the comment section on her videos and looking through her fan accounts um, and watching some of the videos of women documenting their own sprinkle sprinkle journeys and how they're trying to meet a man who can be a provider mm. some people are taking this seriously some of the comments are from yeah. women who were quite young saying you know i'm so glad i found her at the age of 20 before i wasted my time you know trying to find love that wasn't based on kind of power or transaction so whether that is her intention or not there are definitely yeah. people out there who are taking these rules and running with them. I mean, I suppose there's like a mimetic quality to it as well, which is that like, even if it's sort of meant satirically, like the more that, the more that people do it, like these then take on different meanings. So if you are like, if she does sort of mean something a bit tongue in cheek, but someone else kind of like, kind of takes on her advice or like, as you said, and I think like the document, the documenting sprinkle, sprinkle journeys is such an interesting way to put it. Um, because then like by sort of documenting it in that way, like it becomes something else, right? It becomes like, you know, almost like a YouTube tutorial in some ways, um, except like rather than kind of, you know, a tutorial that is used to sort of do, you know, for something like practical or like, you know, uh, recreational, this kind of pertains to the idea of relationships and then, 
and, and as you get on to in like you know m- most of the piece um it kind of you know the way it, it, it the ways in which like it kind of understand the way i guess like the ways in which it sort of conceptualizes what a relationship is um and so as you note like there is a transactional element or like the the sort of like underpinning ideology of this creator but i guess like people like her is the idea that like relationships are fundamentally transactional and there's not really any way you can sort of get past that and so if you want to feel empowered then like you are better off understanding that those relationships are transactional and kind of manipulating that to your advantage um and i wondered what like when you when you were sort of looking at other people's like sprinkle sprinkle journeys like in the course of your research like what are the things that you're seeing like what is an example of like someone leveraging that you know i you know someone you know someone leveraging like that sort of transactional patriarchal element to their advantage and like what what's the reaction to that from like you know people who just come across these videos so the first sprinkle sprinkle journey that i saw um was someone saying that they had tried the hotel bar trick and that it worked and um, the last time i looked at that one it had been viewed a million times and right, there okay. were lots and lots of comments from women saying great i'm going to try this as well i'm going to try this as well then mm. another one that i saw um was a woman that was saying you know and it does speak a lot to yeah i guess the position we're in cost of living people becoming apathetic about work but she was saying you know there are women out here who are you know being flown out to x country are being bought houses are being bought watches and Mm. i want a piece of that and apparently you know you don't even have to be beautiful to do this um her words not mine and so she was like you know i'm going to try it and then her next video is about her then kind of deciding where she's going to go to try and meet these high value men and Mm. most of the responses are very positive people are kind of rooting for these people and hoping they do well and yeah hoping that they meet a man that can pay for everything for them um there doesn't seem to be much concern about the tactics you use to do that um whether that's Mm. manipulation whether that's um kind of pretending that you have no vulnerabilities whatsoever or um making them up um which is advice that has been given to invent vulnerabilities so that you don't get played so they'll be trying to manipulate you with the wrong information about you um, right. Okay. But there doesn't seem to be any backlash <laughs> or yeah. critique from the audience. Yeah. Um, they seem yeah. pretty happy with it. Well, this seems to be like the interesting because, like, the sort of obvious analog that you can kind of compare this to is pickup artist culture, right? Mm. And from what I remember of like male pickup artist culture stuff, when I was like, you know, a stupid, a stupid teenager, um, and thankfully didn't have access to videos, but did have access to like a lot of PDFs, is <laughs> that like you know you sort of like invent these. Yes, I know, I know, like. I read I the have game, spoken about so it on the show. Oh, so there were things like worse than the game, right? Um, <laughs> and I didn't even read, I, I, I never read the game until like I was like, and this was more just because I was more intrigued by it as a sort of product than anything else when I was in my 20s. Uh, but when I was a teenager, I didn't read the game, but one of my friends from school, when like the Pickup Artist TV show was like a really big thing, uh, he like torrented a bunch of these like Pickup Artist documents, right? And so. Uh, and like these were basically just like step by step guides in almost like a very similar fashion to like Share a Seven, where they're like, okay, well, but you know, and and the funny thing was like, obviously, these guides were not really applicable to fifteen year olds, right? Because these guides were like, yeah, when you sort of like rock up to the bar, like you know, order like you know, 
uh, what was it? It was like some sort of like weak alcoholic drink, but like one that has a strong smell to make it look like, you know, you're a man who like hard liquor. I'm like, I'm like, number one, I'm 15 years old. I don't know. I don't know like where this is going to work. Um, but I also don't know if like, you know, you can go to a bar and order like fucking like whiskey or I'm sure you can. I, I don't know. I don't know. Um, but it was like, it was, it was very, the, the sort of underpinning sort of ideas in that were very much the, you know, very much like, well, you should invent backstories and lying is okay because vulnerability is actually a weakness, right? And like, you know, if, if there's one thing that women don't want, it's weakness. And so, you know, you need to sort of go in with that mindset of like, you know, you're not going to show them weakness or like, you know, start off this sort of relationship that you may or may not have with them on the back of them knowing stuff about you. There was this real sort of fear about being known, I suppose, looking back on that. Um, and like, I can see elements of that in share a seven content and stuff that's sort of related to that, but it doesn't, it doesn't strike me as quite the same thing. It strikes me as like, there is a there is like a kind of greater vulnerability attached to that. And, you know, when we, a, lo a while ago, we did an episode on the subreddit, female dating strategy. Well, when it seems like there's, I don't know whether you're familiar with it, but so much stuff seems to kind of derive from like very similar backgrounds. And when I was going through female dating strategy, um, subreddit posts, like quite often the people who are sort of subscribing to these things are people who have said, well, I've been in relationship. I've been in like a number of relationships and every time I've been in one, I've gotten really hurt. Right. So yeah. it almost like this sort of like lying manipulation, deceit, uh, you know, these things almost are kind of justified as necessary because, you know, you've been hurt so many times that like you're actually doing this as a form of self-care. So it's not like manipulation in the PUA, like mid 2000, like mid to like 2000 sense of like, you're doing stuff because like you see women as just like, you know, uh, something that you need to conquer, like, you know, people that you need to conquer and like, you need to, you know, uh, have sex with them and like, that's it. This sort of seems to be like people who want to be in relationships, but feel like so vulnerable and mistrusting that they're almost like anticipating being her and so these things almost appear to be like a form of self-care rather than as a sort of manipulative strategy in and of itself and i don't know whether that's kind of like uh, a fair way of um understanding it